Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com. Hey everybody, and welcome to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network presents Marking Out the Days, Weekend Warriors. This is episode 11, covering the date of July 4th. 1992 i'm part of the hosting squad kobe nida and joining me this week the reigning dcw champion <laughs> king raymond otherwise known as ramos raymond yeah. what's up man how's it going it's going good man glad to be here uh should be a lot of fun i'm excited yeah definitely um yeah uh, I'm glad to have you on the show. This is your first podcast. This is your first um, wrestling podcast yeah. in general. Yeah. yeah, this is the first time I'm popping my cherry. Yes, indeed. Let's do it. And so, before we get started on this episode, let's talk about like what got you into wrestling. What was the first thing that you remember about wrestling, and why do you love wrestling, and why were you involved in wrestling? You know. Um, let, let, let's get into that. All right. Well, uh, I'd have to go back to when I was a kid, uh, you know, when I was like, I don't know, four or five years old and I was real small. Um, my dad loved to just use me as a wrestling buddy, a wrestling dummy, you know, <laughs> just throw me around, put me in all the, you know, wrestling moves that he loved to watch on TV. Cause you know, and little kids are just, you know, so light and easy to throw around. So uh, a lot doing a lot of the wrestling moves just with my dad kind of really got me into it. Then, of course, he watched, you know, we watched the shows like Superstars and, you know, Saturday Night and all that stuff when I was a kid. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, Christmas, birthdays, always got wrestling figures, you know, uh, I had all the wrestling buddies and uh, right on all that stuff. So you so. were prime around this time. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, How old are you? I'm 35. I was born in 83. So, uh, yeah, I was about eight years old in 92. Yeah, I was. I remember it very clearly, very well. Yeah, and you followed? Oh, yeah. Well, back in those days, the way you had to follow, because, you know, we were poor. We couldn't afford uh, pay-per-views. So uh, I remember going to the uh, Blockbuster video, or uh, some might know about Errol's. Ooh. Errol's, the old red, big red box they gave you. Wow, yeah. And uh, you'd rent, you know, WrestleMania 7, 8, you know, 6, all the older ones. You know, you wouldn't even know what order you're watching them in. Exactly. You just, just kind of just wanted everything, right? <laughs> yeah, you just go to the video store with your mom or your, you know, aunt or whoever and just, oh, wrestling tapes. Get just Let's just get them all. And, you know, they'd, they'd get them for you to shut you up, and uh, you'd sit there and just watch, you know, hours of uh wrestling and of course you know always watching the regular shows on you know saturday and all that stuff so uh yeah it was it was something exciting to me it was it was something i always look forward to and uh yeah it just it just grasped us at this time and you being a little older than i um what do you think who do you think is the first wrestler that caught your attention Oh, obviously Hulk Hogan. Okay. I mean, I was good brother, dude. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank oh, you. I was a little Hulkamaniac, but I'll tell you the truth. I was actually more of a little warrior. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Once I, uh, you know, saw the whole WrestleMania, what was it? Six. Six. Yeah. Um, the epic encounter. Match. I, like the... I said, I saw it like a year and a half later or so, but mm-hmm. after that I was like, oh my God, ultimate warrior. He beat Hulk Hogan. He's, He's got to be man. better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I remember around this time, not necessarily this year, but probably the next year when my little brother was born, um, I had 
Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior uh, wristbands that they sold. <laughs> Remember those like little like like oh, cotton yeah. wristbands? Yeah, and I was like, when are they coming back? Because this was the time when they were like gone and WWF. Yeah, they, they weren't like, around. Yeah, like what the fuck happened to my heroes? Yeah, you couldn't uh, get the yeah. merch anymore. The merch just and discontinued. My dickhead stepdad was like, wrestling's bullshit. So anyhow, uh, <laughs> what are you what are you talking about? Wrestling yeah, exactly. bullshit. Yeah. Huh? Um, all right, so you were watching around this time. Do you remember these episodes that we're about to cover for July fourth, nineteen ninety two? Yes, I do. I actually do. I remember just watching them at home. You know, Saturday morning, and then yeah. Saturday evening, six oh five live. Oh yeah, six oh five. <laughs> that's so funny like tvs like why did they do that you know like why was the 05 there i don't get it i don't know they were just trying to just i guess beat the competition somehow i don't know yeah i, th- I think so or, or <laughs> delay or something yeah, i don't know they figured yeah. maybe you tune out you know during the commercials it's and like then, you know click over. we don't want you to watch the first five minutes of the other show because our other show is going to last five minutes longer there you go yeah. Mind games. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Mind games. And we'll get into it. Well, I'm 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 pleased you're actually joining me. I mean, after like seriously, you're the reason that this whole podcast even started. Because oh, wow. um in a way you invited me to DCW, yeah. which was BCW back in the day. Yeah. And uh I I created the character Jody Drexel and then um I met Jimmy Price through that experience and we started this podcast and uh now uh, we have the network yeah wow so yeah that's awesome thank you thank Thank you you very much well you're welcome coming full circle with (laughs) you here (laughs) (laughs) um all right so before we do this show ray we usually run down pop culture's reference all right so we're gonna go through the billboard and the movie of the week i was pretty hip in 92 so uh (laughs) okay um, I'm going to make sure that you don't see this. Um, all right. So let's get to the movies first and then we'll peek with the um, we'll peek with the uh, the billboard, if you will. This is a movie that came out July 1st, 1992. It's a comedy. You can guess at any time if you want to. Um, I will read the description and then I will read off people that are in the movie. All right. This should be easy. Yeah. In the farm of Oregon, Dottie Henson and Kit Keller are working on the farm. That's redundant. Sisters that do love each other, except when it comes to baseball. Kit wants to play in the league, but is upset to hear that it is Dottie who has chosen to play for AAPGL, All-American Pro Girls League. Dottie refuses to play unless Kit can come along. AAPGL was only made because of the World War II and all of the men who were in the war, you know? So there was less men, so more women in baseball. More chicks hitting balls, yeah. So what do you think? Uh, I'd have to go with the League of Their Own. Exactly. Is that the one? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a good one, right? Do you remember yeah, that? I do remember that movie, and I remember not really liking it when I was nah, a kid. Yeah. No, no crying really. in baseball is the only line that people take away from yeah. that. It was okay, yeah. I was more of a rookie of the year kind of guy. I was more of a Sandlot guy. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to Song of the Week. 
Um, last two weeks, Mariah Carey took it away with I'll Be There, her rendition of I'll Be There. <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, do you think she holds it up for another week or do you think there's a new contender? Uh, there's got to be a new contender. I okay. Mean, there's no way she could have. Okay. That long, no way. You are right. So for July 4th in America, do you have a wild card guess? I think that was the summer that T2 had come out. Uh-huh. Terminator 2. But I don't know if that Guns N' Roses song was the jam. Uh, okay, I'll give you a clue. Oh my God, Becky. Oh, sh- yeah, Sir Mix-A-Lot. Come on. Fuck. Baby Got Back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. Wow. Dude, this came out right here uh, this week. Wow. It dropped Sir Mix-A-Lot. First uh, top 100 billboard uh, for Sir Mix-A-Lot, July 4th. Wow. That uh, that makes a lot of sense because I do remember uh, shaking my booty to that at the pool as a kid. Yeah. It's definitely a summertime jam. <laughs> <laughs> It is. Uh, that was a good one, though. Um, I really enjoyed that song. You know, I still do. I've done it in karaoke. Yeah. yeah, it's a good one. It's fun, and it's a classic. It's a um, so we lived through this. Yeah. I didn't know that this came out around. I thought this was an older song for some reason. No, I remember it very clearly. Yeah, like I said, swimming pool, summertime. Yeah, it was awesome. Jam. Awesome. See, that's what's fun about this show. You get to run back stuff that you lived through. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, you ready to get into it? The actual day of July 4th, 1992, we'll go to WWF Superstars first. All right. Let's do it. Let's hop in your time machine. Pew! <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Mr. Perfect and Vince McMahon, and Mr. Perfect and Vince McMahon usually have some puns and talking about what's going on for the month or the week, and usually they relate it to like food or dairy or some type of product being sold but it's fourth of july this week so glory glory hallelujah says mr perfect then he throws some like burning like bomb or device or firework to vince mcmahon which was kind of funny where they threw it back and forth and vince is like i don't want this whatever yeah on this show we're gonna have the intercontinental champion bret hart papa shango repo man and crush all in action sweet sounds fun were you who were you a fan of uh of all those guys mm, i don't know you know i like crush as a bad guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he was uh, a little corny with demolition with the, yeah and the after the 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 re- oh yeah 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 with the tattoo on the head yeah with the purple and silver and black and stuff yeah, oh that, yeah even the uh like you're talking about the japanese turncoat yeah yeah that was a good, that was good where he had the face crush. paint yeah yeah um yeah crush crush was cool i liked crush as a face right here i was still about it but i was a bret hart fan for sure yeah absolutely bret hart yeah we're gonna start things off with a bang and high energy <laughs> did you like coco beware singing of that fucking song did you remember that i do remember that yeah <laughs> I, I never remember that until we started covering these it was, episodes it was and hilarious like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like a, you know, throwback to... It's you Louis know, Armstrong. It's kind of like what the New Day does, you know? They yeah, yes. Shout and yell and... Yes, get the have a lot up. of fun. Yeah. That's the, what Vince appropriates with black people. It was like, they like to have fun, dance, and sing. <laughs> Damn it. It's uh, terrible. Uh, Coco Beware and Owen Hart come out to go against Bob the Cat Bradley, who's from D.C. 
And he also wrestled in WCCW, which is World Class Championship Wrestling, uh, back in the day in Texas with the Von Erics and everybody like that. Um, so he's been around for a while. Uh, he's teaming up with Joe Milano. Uh, yeah. We get a picture-in-picture promo of the Nasty Boys during this match, calling Owen and Coco the Flying Bozos. Mm. Drop kick from the top rope and a huge cradle pin. That's their signature go-to move for high energy. Um, one, two, three. I feel terrible for the bird Frankie during this whole time because, like, <laughs> like Coco is just, like, you know, like shaking his arms everywhere, and the bird just has to, like... Do whatever, you yeah. know, like, yeah, this is before PETA got involved, everybody. Yeah, it's before a lot of things got involved. I mean, <laughs> yeah. There's uh, some stuff that you watch on these old shows that you're just like, really? <laughs> they really let that slide? They're yeah. really doing that? No one's upset about this? Nope, nope, not <laughs> oh, at all. Oh, God, try it now. Let's uh, let's get to it. Uh, then from the pages of WWF magazine, here is update. It's Mean Gene Okerlund. He tosses to the Battle of the WWF Superstars 1992 tape, and it tosses to Big Boss Man and what happened to him five weeks ago with Nails. Do you remember this with Nails attacking Big Boss Man? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was brutal. Uh... It was a really, really good uh, storyline they had there. I mean, you know, a guy breaks out of jail. Somehow he's a professional wrestler now. Yeah. You know? he, that's what we <laughs> no. talked about on the show, too. I was like, <laughs> he fucking just signed the guy? Yeah. Like, wait, just, what? Okay, so there's no cops looking for him or anything except the big boss man. He's the only one looking for him. Wrestling logic. Yeah. Yeah. It makes but. so much sense. But uh, I remember as a kid, he was really scary. Yeah, he was. You know, because... Uh, boss man. The jail, you know, the idea of jail is and still is very scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, you know, yeah. you see this guy, and he played the part well. I mean, he looked evil. He looked bad. He looked, you know, he looked like a convict. He looked like the guy that uh, your parents would stay tell you to stay away from. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, we uh, then get Mean Gene calling Big Boss Man on the phone, and he talks to him about the injuries and the updates going on with him and can you return um and he's not gonna let trash like nails take over and he'll be back says the big boss man um a lot sooner than nails thinks sweet and then we get a slow-mo on nails face and like you said he's uh he's pretty intimidating you know yeah he's he's definitely not the uh, most handsomest guy in the world no uh... and then we toss to the ring it's jason knight do you know who Jason Knight is from ECW? It rings a bell. He used to come out with Just Incredible. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, so this is his early jobber well, days. Portugal Man of War. Yes. The Portuguese Man of War. That's him, right? That <laughs> no, guy. No, no, no. That, well, that was Just Incredible before he was Just Incredible. Yeah. But Just Incredible had a, uh associate in ECW, which was um, this guy right here who is Jason Knight. Um, and he is, he's just a jobber enhancement talent right now in WWF. But, uh, it's funny, the faces that you see in past episodes of WWF or WCW, um, these enhancement guys that come along that later become people like we've seen so many times on this episode, Dwayne, uh, the Gill Johnson. Dwayne Gill, yeah. yeah. Dwayne Gill, yeah. He's local. He's Dude. from around here. Yeah, and Barry Hardy. And like yeah. we spoke of the person that both you and I know, Mike Corey. Mike Corey, yeah. great guy. Yes, he is. Um, he's been on this show twice. 
Um, yeah, so let's go along with this episode. Jason Knight is in the ring to go against Rick the Model Martell with his feather that he stole from Tatanka like 12 weeks ago when we... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like this is the slowest feud going on. Uh, we get a picture-in-picture promo of Rick Martell talking about Tatanka, and he's going to lose a couple more feathers, he says. Sweet, I guess, if we ever get the fucking match because it's been going on like three months, this feud, and yeah. we haven't culminated. That's the one thing I didn't like about WWF. They never had like showcase matches on superstars or any of their primetime programming. Yeah. You know, it was all like, squash matches. Yeah. 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 Just, and you like got slight recaps of everything. And then during the, the pay per views, even you'd get like DQs or count outs. Yeah. So they like skimped you a lot. Mm-hmm. They that, just, they focused a lot on the bigger guys, you know? They just yeah. worried about the, the top dogs. And, and unfortunately, it's still kind of like that. But uh, yeah, they really did. Uh, Vince says WBF Body Stars will be on at 10 a.m. And Lex Luger will return, too. And Gary Stridham. Ugh. Oh, God. Uh, So I guess this show started at 11 or 12. Do you remember at the time? Uh, I'd say around 11. Yeah, I think it was 11 o'clock. Yeah. And they kind of stuck with that for a bit. And then they kind of transitioned between 11, 12, or 1. As the years went on, because I remember like 1996 trying to watch like the Hakushi and Bret Hart feud and like they kept changing the fucking time of WWF superstars on Saturday. Yeah. And everything was pre-recorded back then, you know. Yeah. So uh, I feel like WWE probably might have even messed up a few times with, uh, you know, their timelines and what they're showing us. So Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, it was kind of hard for us as the fans to really pay attention and kind of, you know keep up with what's exactly going on because you know well that's why they had to remind us so much and that's why this rick the model martel and tatanka feud has gone on for so long it's like at the time our attention span is like it's 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 different it's it's like we remember things better but like we don't see all of it you know the like you can't just record your tv all the time you know you can't go back and watch it uh, right there instantly so we had to be in front of the tv watching it at the time it aired you know yeah, no internet yeah uh, i had the wwf uh magazine i actually had a subscription for about three years from like, for real from like 92 to 95 really oh yeah so uh that really kept me in touch that helped did me you out get the lot. one with the warrior with the with the purple yeah. face paint i had that, that one. was the last month's episode yeah, yeah. I wish I had all those magazines. Oh, I know. We talked about that, too, with Dave. Uh, Dave said that there's a place in Connecticut or near where he lives where they have stuff like that, those old magazines. Um, I just remember, like, I had maybe a duffel bag filled with them. And then at one point I started like cutting them up and making like collages. <laughs> and then I just eventually like threw everything away and was like, fuck wrestling. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I got back into wrestling. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh man. The cycle. Yeah. yeah. I know. Now I'm like, fuck, I wish I had those. Um, we get a hip breaker in the match and a Boston Crab and Rick Martell wins against Jason Knight. And he goes to spray the arrogance in the face, which is a classic move. It is. But he gets held back. Uh, I always felt like Rick Martell, uh, they just—they never did anything with that model gimmick. I mean, he just beat up on jobbers and, you know, 
had a pay-per-view match here and there. I know he was a little bit older at this time. Yeah, but. and he kind of had like the pseudo pseudo feud coming up with Shawn Michaels over yeah. Sherry, or maybe that already happened. Um, I, I'm I'm not sure about the timeline, but that was the only like that was the last bit of like stuff that they gave him, you know. But yeah. they could have given given him yeah, a lot. They could more. have done a lot more. I mean, it was a very good heel gimmick. I mean, it was just it reeked of arrogance, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and he was a great wrestler. He was in a good ring. in-ring performer. He was in great shape. Uh, you know, he's had the charisma. You know, he was ha- very hateable. He had it, but they just didn't, I don't know, didn't do much with it. He had all the tools, but they lost the tool bag. Yeah. That's my <laughs> saying. Um, all right. Then we get the WWF Fan Club uh, 1992 catalog. Be part of it. It's a whole bunch of crap that they're selling right now which we probably subscribe to i remember back in the day i had um the cards at this time i guess they they teamed with fleet or whatever card upper decker or whatever yeah, 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 yeah. upper deck yeah the upper decker <laughs> it's upper just deck, a shit emoji in the corner <laughs> oh man no those classic cards where it would give you like uh feedback of the wrestler if they had like the you know their their promo picture or it would be like an in-match classic it would say this match from wrestlemania 6 you know like those classic cards were awesome they were yes um uh we go to a kid eating sergeant slaughter's ice cream bar the superstars oh man i love those things we've talked about that on this yeah uh so what do you remember do you remember like Finding those in stores? I used to get them in my neighborhood at the Ice Cream Man. Really? Our, our Ice Cream Man that came up to the swimming pool always had them. Really? And I was, I, I think he got them for me. I think he probably got them to try it out once, and I fucking bought them all, and uh, he was like, all right, this fat kid's uh, going to keep me in business. <laughs> and it was like Nilla Wafer. It was almost like a Nilla Wafer um, edge and then vanilla, vanilla ice cream in the center. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it it was, it, like it a, was perfect. It was like a cookie and a, an ice cream and just chocolate and uh, and all it did was have a stamp of your fucking favorite wrestler. Yeah. Or manager. There was a Jimmy Hart. Uh, I think. Oh, was really? A, there was a Bobby Heenan. I believe. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think they even had a Mean Gene at some point. I don't know. I'm but. sure they did. <laughs> I'm sure they did. But those things were awesome. They still make them. I think they have like a new uh, refreshed version of them these days with like Cena and stuff on them. But, uh, well, ever since uh, CM Punk made that reference about bringing them back, they yeah. kind of did that. And then New Day kind of like took off of that. I don't know why they don't have that shit for New Day right now yeah. marketing that. You know, New Day took over the whole uh, wrestling food industry. <laughs> yeah, they really <laughs> did. In a way. I or actually, at least pastry industry. I've actually industry. had uh, Bootios before. I went to... Uh, really? What? I went to an episode of Raw like about three years ago or so at uh, the Royal Farms Arena. And uh, I had really good seats. I was right up front in the aisle. And that's, you know they came out and they did their little dance and everything. And they were just... Throwing bootios in the crowd, and I grabbed a handful out of the sky and popped them in my mouth. They taste just like Lucky Charms. It was nothing special, oh, okay. but it was still awesome. It yeah, was still really cool. cool. We got a partnership with General Mills, pal. <laughs> uh, we're just gonna market off their uh, spilled Fruity Loops, and uh, we're gonna bag it up as Booty Loops. Yeah, yeah, Bootios, Bootios. Yeah, that was that's pretty cool. Um, I wouldn't mind trying it. 
you know, at least once. Yeah. My thing is mixing up cereal and, and ice cream and milk Ooh. a little bit, you know, just kind of oh. mixing it up, kind of making it a little, yeah. yeah. You're talking dirty to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we get Crush. He's coming out, and he's going to face Perry Davis. And Vince says, Crush is a prime example of what Ico Pro can do for you. You mean get you fucking like really bloated and you know, mess you up? All right. Vince talks about baby crush, crushing things as a baby. Fuck the baby crush. Did you get those promos when he was younger where he was like, they flash back to him as a child, like yeah. crushing things? It was like. I mean, they were if, trying to relate to kids. It's like I, I think if uh, you know this kid had uh, this talent at such a young age, I think they would have gone a different direction other than wrestling. <laughs> wrestling, you know, yeah, maybe exactly. he could have been useful in uh, some other form. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, off the top rope with an axe handle, a one arm axe handle from Crush, and then a tilt a whirl backbreaker, and then he signals for that crushing head squeeze. You know, that little arm pumping thing that he does. And that's it. The guy taps. And then this event, this portion of WWF Event Center with Sean Mooney. And it's brought to you by WWF Superstars Ice Cream Bars, which we just talked about. Um, He tosses to the hot one, Kamala, because... He's the hot one because he's in Africa, you see. Yeah. Because they, it's, it's hot Vince there. McMahon called him a black lion two weeks ago. <laughs> there is no such thing as a black lion, nope. I don't think. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I don't know if I was a black man. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult because the yeah. lions are pretty badass. Yeah. And Harvey Whippleman and Kim Chi are out with him. They then tossed to the British Bulldog and he has got to get vengeance for the man who hung him a couple weeks ago which was the Repo Man Uh, Repo Man hung him like weeks ago again this is a this is a different time in entertainment and television and wrestling and everything you know it's a slower build and burn Um, I felt this promo was kind of weak actually uh yeah, he kind of repeated the same thing over. He just said, "You know, I'm gonna get you, and I'm gonna do this to you, and I'm gonna." He beat was you. stumbling a lot. He just kind of yeah. just kept saying the same thing over and over again, uh, you know. But uh, he's a big dude, and you know the the British accents definitely, uh, you know, gets your attention. So uh, it does, it does. And as a kid, that's like one of the reasons. Like I love Bulldog. He's big. He's yeah. British. Like yeah, like that. Yeah. That was a thing. Yeah. That was a thing. He was <laughs> he was like the closest thing. Uh, to a dog a human could be right right <laughs> right but yeah he um i wonder why he never feuded with junkyard dog ooh, never happened. Two different wcw dogs. they were maybe around the same time next year we've got to look we'll that see. up I, you yeah. know they definitely knew each other i mean yes. they definitely worked together oh yeah so definitely. i wonder if they ever had a real dog match a real dog <laughs> match a real michael vick match <laughs> um then we go to repo man who he says, this is no laughing matter. And I hated Repo Man because I knew it was... Smash. Yeah. Barry Darso. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, did I you? didn't know as a kid. I didn't know until later on, until years later. Um, but uh, 
I just didn't like him at the time. I don't. I don't think I knew it was him. But now that I know it's him, I'm they like, should have teamed man, him and nails up. They would have been the perfect criminal team. Oh yeah. <laughs> One guy is stealing things. The other guy is doing it legit. Like yeah. He's his boss. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But yeah, Repo Man. Uh, yeah, he never really did it for me. I just. Uh, yeah. He was always a mid Carter, lower mid Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Not too much. Uh, of a good promo. Well, I mean, the Repo Man gimmick was decent. Like, he laughed a lot, and then Vince was like, just laugh all the time. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, we go to a commercial, and we come back. It's Papa Shango out, and his opponent from Timonium, Maryland, it's Joe McMullen. Oh, wow. I don't know who the fuck that is, though. I didn't catch that. Someone Google him. Kids are scared. Um or at least those are good edits in the uh, the actual episode. And wait a minute, all of a sudden his opponent grabs his knee. Just, you know, <laughs> magically gets a pain in his knee. <laughs> yeah, Papa, Papa Shango slams Joe and then stomps the knee and then power bombs him and then a huge shoulder breaker, one, two, three. Papa Shango wins. I would have liked to see a baby Papa Shango vignette. How wouldn't that have been cool? Him uh, just weakening people <laughs> if, with his spells as a baby, as if his mother, <laughs> while she's pregnant with him. Oh man, yeah, but no, I don't care what anyone says though, man. I was scared. I was legit scared of Papa Shango. Oh, we've talked about this. I yes, thought it he was. You know, it worked. People right? people rag on it and say it's one of the worst gimmicks and worst characters, and it was so stupid. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was great. Uh, the Ultimate Warrior food, it should have been a lot more than it was. Me too. Um, I, I agree. He was decent in-ring. It, it was just the person he was going against, Ultimate Warrior, at the time. Yeah. And Ultimate Warrior's departure would be coming up soon because of the steroid scandal and everything, and he would miss dates. Um, so we would get a, a lot of like dampening and, and hindrance to Papa Shango's gimmick, and, uh, or push, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it it didn't work out. Um, but Papa Shango scared the fuck out of me as a kid. Oh, yeah. And Dave and I have talked about this on this episode. It works for us still. I still think they're doing a great job with oh, yeah. it. But, you know, we know what happens. So we're kind of like, eh. That's know. another, you know, sign of times changing, though. Remember, I remember growing up as a kid, anyone that had tattoos was a bad guy. Yes. Doesn't yes. matter what you look like. Now, yeah, you know, you see moms have you see moms, moms and dads at the mall with tattoos with their kids and you know, everybody's got tattoos now. But back in the day, God, if you had tattoos, you were a bad motherfucker. Yes, you indeed. You were a bad ass motherfucker and uh Papa Shango was definitely sleeved up. Uh yeah, scared the hell out of me. Even even like Shawn Michaels having his little heart <laughs> yeah. and sword and yeah, snake it was like, tattoo. Oh, he's bad. <laughs> oh wow. I don't think my mommy let me hang out with him. <laughs> um. then, then we go to Sean Mooney in the event center who tosses to Carrie Von Eric. And uh how do we do this? How do we how do we do this schedule? How do we go night after night? And we go to the gym, it's cocaine. No, sorry, no, it, yeah. Well, it probably is for Kerry yeah. Von Eric, but yeah, he says, I invite anybody to step up to me, I invite any man, any place, anywhere. Okay, cool. 
and then we get a promo of Ric Flair with Mr. Perfect, and that's an interesting combination. I love the combination of Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect, don't you? Like, did oh, yeah, it culminate great. with them uh, having the send-off match for Ric Flair leaving WWF originally, correct? Yeah, I believe so. Later in 93. I think on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. See, yeah. like, that's great stuff. Like, they yeah. start out being, like, uh, a team, and then they fall apart. Because eventually, uh, two guys of this stature and that much ego in the ring and that much, like, ring work, they need to collide. Yeah. You know? It's perfect stuff. Now, I believe <laughs> around this time, I think Mr. Perfect was actually injured. I think that's, yes. that's why yes. he was, you know, not in ring as much and pretty much uh Yes, he was doing piece. his Lloyds of London claim. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll see as we get into it. He'll return eventually. Yeah, Mr. Perfect, definitely probably one of my favorites of all time. Probably the my favorite actually. Really? Yeah, I was always a huge fan. Even when he was a bad guy, I just you know I was like, God, he's perfect. Yeah, you know, those vignettes they really fooled me when I was a kid, and I was like, Wow, Throwing I want the football to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be the <laughs> best in every sport. After watching Mr. Perfect do it, I really believed I could do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ric Flair talks about the immortal Mr. Perfect. Really? He calls him the immortal Mr. Perfect? Okay. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. weird. Mr. Thought- Perfect gave me the clue that I needed, Macho Man. And we're going to collide one more time. Woo! <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Because this encounter that's going to come up between Macho Man and uh, Ric Flair is going to involve somebody else. That we are going to get familiar with on this episode, and I'll, I'll make a note to that once we get there. All um, right. Yeah. We have Sergeant Slaughter coming out to face Barry Hardy. We get a picture-in-picture promo during this match. Sergeant Slaughter talks about the 4th of July in America, and the Royal Mountie Maggot will get what's getting to him. This is, about the, this is yeah. about the only thing they really, uh, it's 4th of July themed of this whole episode, honestly. Yeah. Uh, just, I think that's the only reason he's even on the show. I mean, he's probably the uh, most American thing at the time. This was before uh, the Lex Express stuff was going on. Absolutely, yeah. He uh, was the only one sporting the uh, U.S. because Hogan was not, and like, I don't think Hacksaw was working either. So, yeah, they were yeah. both uh, on hiatus at this point. Sergeant Slaughter wins with the Cobra Clutch. Nothing much to see here. Uh, then we go to the uh, WBF Championship 1992 tape that's going to be available. Ugh. Hmm. Holy shit. Do you, have you, did you ever want to see that? I never cared for it. Didn't, just didn't <laughs> do it for me. Bunch of big dudes and body guys. stars. Yeah. yeah just, uh, uh, yeah. Vince is weird. Uh, then we go to Mean Gene with Repo Man on the podium, and Repo Man comes out on a bike. What the fuck is going on? Repo Man says, <laughs> A man went to school and he couldn't pay for his bike, and the Repo Man had to take his bike. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he took a fucking kid's bike. I think the, I think Mean Gene says something about him being a 15 year old. Yeah, yeah. And he lives down the street or something. <laughs> Just, uh, I think they're in Canada at this point, right? Yeah. yeah. So he's just working internationally, huh? He's just, uh, you know. Yeah, he re- had multiple licenses. Oh, wow. He just had jurisdiction anywhere. He can just repo your shit wherever you were. <laughs> then the repo man cuts a dog pun promo on Davy Boy Smith. 
That's the match that's setting up for SummerSlam. Maybe no, because we know what happens at SummerSlam 1992. Yeah, one of the best matches ever. Exactly. So I don't know what's going on. This is like a five-month build. It's it's the worst shit ever. Just went nowhere. Yeah. Uh, then we go to a commercial and come back, and it's Barry Horowitz patting himself on the back, getting ready to go against Brett the Hitman Hart. The Intercontinental Champion. Brett gives a kid his glasses. Nice stuff there. Picture in picture promo of Brett talking about Shawn Michaels and his high opinion of himself. And I'm sure Shawn Michaels was pretty high at the time. Uh, Sharpshooter and Bret Hart wins. That's about it. I mean, a decent match between him and Barry Horowitz, right? I always liked Barry Horowitz. I mean, his jobbing work was... It was pretty much the best. He was the best jobber around. This was a good, a technically sound match uh, between the guys. It, it it flew by. It was like five or six minutes, if that. Yeah. And it just, boom. Yeah. Was, Barry Horowitz was great. Have you seen the little documentary on him on YouTube? No, I have not. We'll have to watch that. It, right. It's a little, it's a little like somebody's I, doing these little documentaries about like stories oh, and wrestling. You know what? No, no, no. You're right. I actually have seen that. Yeah. The they rise the, and fall. The rise or, and fall and the life, whatever. Yeah. I did see it. And they talked all about the whole Sonny and uh, the whole Sonny. What's it called? What's the other guy? Uh, Sonny and the body Donnas. Yes. Yeah, yes. That whole thing. Uh, Chris Candido. Yes. They talked yeah. about that whole thing. And uh, yeah. He had it's another win. Who did he, who he beat? Um, he beat someone else weird. Man, you're he? putting me on the spot. I am blanking. Didn't he um, beat the, the the Japanese guy, uh, Hakushi or whatever? Hakushi did, did he? I think he did. Maybe. I think he beat you know him what in I, a disqualification or something weird. Oh wow! You know what I just saw today on the internet uh, was a preview of a match I've never seen before. It's the Undertaker and Hakushi around 1997 or 98. It looked incredible, and it looked like it was in Japan. Um, I want to see that match so bad. Oh, yeah. like it, it fucking previewed everything that happened in the match, like all the high spots and everything. But yeah, it looked like a hell of a match. Yeah, that guy was talented. He was yeah, a good wrestler. Definitely was. Um, that's when I was like getting back into wrestling or being more cognizant of it. Um, like watching Hakushi and Bret Hart. That was some good shit too. Yeah. Like they had a good feud. Yeah, that was a really good feud. Uh um, we continue on after Brett's victory over Barry Horowitz, and we cut to a promo of El Jefe, Razor Ramon. And he's in a market, and he says, I'm somebody important, man. I'm like Adam in the Garden of Eden. I'm a real man. Everybody, they want to grow up to be like me. Bambinos, forget about school. What you learn... In a book, cannot make you like Razor. You gotta do like Razor, and just take whatever you want. And he takes a piece of produce off of a guy's stand, and uh, he spits the guy, it in his face. The guy says, "Yes, yeah, senor, senor, senor." He's like, "Oh, whatever I want," and he spits it. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "And if there's anybody else who don't like me taking whatever I want." We're going to have a big problem. And then he spits it into the camera. Um, I mean, classic shit here. Oh, yeah. It was this great. Is, and this is another thing that would not fly today. He is telling children to drop out of school yeah. and commit <laughs> crimes. <laughs> Just do it. I was one of those little kids. I could have listened to Razor. 
<laughs> Maybe we took his advice a little. I too wouldn't. Hard. I wouldn't be here today if I yeah. uh, took his advice. <laughs> Who knows where I'd be? Uh, then we get Body Stars preview with uh, uh, Vince McMahon. You gotta want it. No, I don't. I don't want it at all. No, I don't want your big strong men. Yeah. Then we go to Scott Taylor and Phil Apollo to face the Beverly Brothers out with the Genius. And they went easily here on their way to a showdown with LOD. And they bring out the guy and paint his face and then they fucking write LOS on his chest. They've been doing this for months. Legion of Sissies, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. It's so lame. Yeah, it was it's the it fucking was, worst thing. I never really liked those guys. I mean, they... Just something about them. I don't usually, know. Usually, all right. Usually, Dave, when we talk about Beverly Brothers and the Genius, he has a poem to recite in the voice of the Genius about sucking his own penis because <laughs> apparently the the Genius had one of the largest penises. Oh wow! Yeah, that was Who an urban thought? legend. Are you up to the task to maybe to to do a poem? Uh, a poem? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> Okay. No. We'll save that for when Dave returns. Yeah, maybe another yeah. time. But uh, <laughs> then no, we I... go to Sean Mooney in the event center, and he tosses to Tatanka, cutting a promo about hey, Rick... hey, 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 hey. exactly cutting a promo about stealing the feathers, and that's it. And yeah, then we go to Jimmy Hart and the Mountie Baby, and he's with his big shock stick. And why do they call it the Great American Scream Machine? Because it's a big, huge fucking dildo. It's a huge fucking dildo. Yeah. That's it. That's why. No. Uh, it's 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 definitely the way he gets his man, yeah. which is even gayer with the dildo. Yeah. So, all right. The Mountie, everybody. He's not the Mountie, but he, he is the Mountie. I think the Mountie gimmick was, uh, they, they, I don't know, they could have been better. They they really made him really silly. And ridiculous. Just a little too ridiculous with it. Um, it was a great rivalry, a great... Um, you know, story with the big boss man they had too. You know, I believe at definitely the, the previous SummerSlam. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. He's he's worn out his welcome though here. Yeah. I think it, it's it's gone on a little too long. We gotta kind of advance. Yeah. Uh, he just got a bigger shock stick. That's it. You know, he was IC champ for like two days at some point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the <laughs> the he, he won between like, yeah Roddy and Brett. Yeah, he was a transition champion. Yep. Um, then next week on this show, we're gonna have Money Inc. Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, and Nails, and LOD in action. Sweet. All right, Ray, what'd you think of that show overall? Uh, there was not too much star power. It was just uh, just a bunch of squash matches. Um, it's how it's been for a bit. Every now yeah. and then we'll get a long promo. Like one week we got the promo with The Undertaker bleeding from his head with Papa <laughs> Shango and then throwing up. So they replayed that a lot. But yeah, yeah most of them are like... The the actual in ring stuff not too good, but uh, they 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 definitely threw a lot of storyline in there, you know, build up for other a lot of matches and other you know uh, stuff going on. So uh, that was that's pretty cool, and it was very nostalgic for me to watch it. I mean, I just felt like I was a kid again watching this episode. It was uh, yeah, that's always that's always the plus about watching it because you like kind of remember parts, and then you're like, oh shit, like you just like. You enjoy it no yeah. matter what. Like, I mean, it, it wasn't the greatest episode, but I enjoyed it. It's humbling. Exactly. It's very humbling <laughs> to watch it. Just Right? It's like what, you know. what we're privileged with to see now. Yeah. You know, like, you know, nowadays, you wouldn't get shit like this. This no. would be canceled in an instant. 
Yeah. I feel like the younger fans these days just they just they don't get it. No, that and stuff, they don't appreciate the work appreciate rate or like the the sacrifice these guys take as well. Like I don't, I don't know. Yeah, and the story. Yeah. yeah, it was a different game back then, man. They, uh, you know, they toured a lot. They didn't have all these rules and drug tests and yeah, you know, it was Absolutely. a completely had, different lifestyle for them. They had all the Ico Pro they wanted. Oh yeah, unlimited on tap. All right, you ready to get into WCW Saturday night? All right, yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's uh, let's get into this episode of WCW Saturday Night from July fourth, nineteen ninety two. We start out with a recap of Steamboat, that's Rick Steamboat, against Rude, that's Rick Rude, um, from their match at Beach Blast, the Iron Man match, was which was a thirty minute match. I don't like thirty-minute Iron Man matches. Yeah, that's just that's just too long. That's taken away from everyone else. An hour. Yeah. You need an hour for the Iron Man, yeah. not thirty minutes. Okay. It does make sense to me. I I like, I like an Iron Man match that's an hour if it's good. I mean, there's the Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar one. That was thirty minutes though, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. See, that was thirty minutes. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, this one was good. Did you like the Ricky Steamboat and Rick Rude 30 minute Iron Man match? Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, with, um, who, who won it? Who was the Rick Rude came away with Victor. Okay. But it was like a close call. I believe at the end, it was like a tombstone pile driver and like the time limit was up. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, something weird. Yeah. A dusty finish. If you will, baby. And then we're going to be shown what happened after the match where it was Cactus Jack coming out and attacking Ricky Steamboat. They're going to show us footage of that later. They showed us that last week. But like we said, this is a different time. They have to recap everything every week and kind of like, you know, reaffirm where we are because we don't have social media and everything, you know, reminding us every fucking minute. Yeah, you can't see your uh, favorite wrestler... uh you know, taking a selfie with uh, their upcoming opponent. Or their dick pic, Seth yeah. Rollins. Yeah, that didn't exist then. No. Um, this episode of WCW Saturday Night is brought to you by us, brought to you us by Jolly Ranchers. And it's the old school style logo. You know, the white ones. Like oh, yeah. The white logo. Like, did you like the hard candy Jolly Ranchers back Absolutely. in the day? Absolutely. My teeth were strong back then. Yeah, I could bite into anything. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. You used to get them at the uh, school store, I remember. Yeah, what was your flavor? I, I did a combination of grape and cherry. I just did red. Okay, yeah, ch- Whatever, cherry. Whatever's yeah. red. Give me the yeah. red one. <laughs> uh, we go to Jim Ross and Ron Simmons. Damn! Uh, they're going to run down the show that's going to happen for us. It's going to be Jimmy Jam Garvin going against Brick Rude for the U.S. title. Sweet. Uh, and then stunning Steve Austin going against Michael PSA's do do do. Sweet. Looks like a hell of a packed show full of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, we get Dirty Dick Slater coming out with Greg the Hammer Valentine to go against Marcus Alexander Bagwell and Big Josh. This is well before Big Josh, a couple months before Big Josh transitions into doink the clown doink the clown yeah that was crazy yeah matt Bourne. yeah that's exactly. his name matt Bourne. yeah that yep. was 
That was pretty cool to see him uh, without the, uh, you know, the face paint and all that stuff. What did you think of uh, Marcus Ale- Alexander Bagwell here being like baby faced and just not like? It was it was cute. It was adorable. You could see how young he was, and uh, you know, as you watch the match, uh, he causes some uh, he causes some problems. Mm. He de- totally botches some stuff in this match. He does. He, he's, he's still very green. Yeah, he is very fresh. Um, but uh, he had a fan in the crowd. I, I I recall seeing a sign of someone with the. Uh, what did it just say Marcus Alexander or something on yeah, it? It was just some home it. drawn, you know, basic sign. But uh, I love that man. Hey, I love that man. You know, you're you know you're a big deal if you're jobbing and you got fans with signs. That's yeah, and it's not a bad match, but uh, you know, it's it's not that it doesn't entice me because it's fucking Dirty Dick Slater, Greg yeah. the Hammer Valentine, yeah. Marcus Alexander Bagwell, which who we don't know at the time. It's yeah. not buff daddy, buff the stuff. No. And then his, his partner, you know, being um, Big Josh, it was like, uh, I, who was that? He's somewhat of a vet at the time, too. I mean, he'd be kind of been around. Yeah, he has. But it, these guys don't really. It just didn't gel. It just didn't make any sense. Yeah, I guess I'm not country enough. Yeah, maybe it was a southern thing. I don't know. Maybe. Um, something we don't know, yeah. but uh, Dick Slater hits a pile driver on Marcus Alexander Bagwell. One, two, three. That is the match. Back when pile drivers were legal. Yes, in good old days. Yeah, Bill Watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we go to a commercial and we come back, and it's the Steiner brothers out. They're the WCW World Tag Team Champions at the time, as well as the IWGP tag team champions and yeah. Steiner is doing the clasped belts over his neck like John yeah. Cena style pre John Cena where he has like the IWGP with the WCW uh tag belt attached over draped over his neck. That's another thing you will never see in wrestling now. You'll never see someone bring in another promotion's belt. Well, I mean ROH is doing it a lot. Yeah, yeah, ROH, yeah. AEW too, but yeah, yeah, WWE, they stay away from that now. Yeah. They steer clear from that. Um, Would not be allowed. Yeah, the Steiner brothers are about to go against Randy Starr and Buddy Lee Parker. That's Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, that is. Uh, Yeah, we get a huge Steiner line from Rick, and then Randy eats it. Um, Then we get a huge Frankensteiner from Scott Steiner to Buddy Lee Parker, but Scott Steiner lands right on his fucking head during this Frankensteiner. Yeah. I mean, it's not the the smoothest thing at all. It was very sketchy looking. (laughs) He nearly killed himself. Um, He had 33 and one third chance of fucking not killing himself. Yeah. That would have been bad. Then Jim Ross. We would have never seen Big Papa Pump. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, he he wouldn't need a pump for his neck or back <laughs> or something. Um, then we get Jim Ross with the Steiner brothers after the match, and they're going to have a rematch in the Omni with Terry Bam Bam Gordy and Dr. Death Steve Williams for the WCW Tag Team Championships because last time they met, uh, Terry and Steve Williams cheated during the match and picked up the victory during the NWA Tag Team Tournament. There's a lot of tag stuff going on in this yeah. uh, time, and we'll get into that as Bill Watts covers that as well. But 
tomorrow night at the Omni, that'll be going on. The Steiners are just yelling at each other and kind of yelling back and forth, like, God damn, 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 yeah. damn, damn, damn. Incoherent. It, it, it's, it's funny looking back watching these old Scott Steiner promos because you can see the big Papa Pump in there. <laughs> you're like, you're like, oh, just let him loose. Yeah, he's just, in there. He's he's almost there. Yeah, yeah <laughs> big bad booty daddy. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, then next up, we get Cactus Jack out to go against the Italian Stallion, and uh, the Italian Stallion has been loading up on uh, cannolis and strombolis, hey, if you know what I mean. Because hey, uh, me he, he was back in the days on Marking Out the Days, and uh, he he was a little bit smaller then, but uh, he beefed up. It's okay, though. He's ready to do the job. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Ron Simmons and Jim Ross reference Cactus Jack attacking Ricky the Dragon Steamboat after the match that they had at Beach Blast. So that happened like Ricky Steamboat had the match with Rick Rude at Beach Blast and then out of nowhere Cactus Jack attacked him and I like the way WCW did that at the time. It's kind of like AEW does now. It's old school wrestling. You leave the fans wanting more. So at the end of the show you continue or you start a new feud. Yeah. So Cactus Jack came out and started beating down Ricky Steamboat, and now they're going to have a feud. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I like that. You, you want to have questions at the end of the show. Exactly. That's what keeps the fans intrigued. Yeah. Um, Jim Ross pays respect to nature boy Buddy Rogers, who had passed away a few days ago in real time. Yeah. R.I.P. Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. The original Nature Boy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, former NWA heavyweight champion. Was he uh, ever actually in WCW at some point? No, I don't think so. Did he even work as Booker behind the scenes or anything like that? I don't think so. No. He I think was, he, he, was long, he, he long did retired. his business and got out. He was one of those guys. Yeah. Um, Cactus Jack does a huge somersault off the apron to the Italian stallion. That looks fucking crazy, right? Like, yeah. This is fucking insane. Like, this is 1992, but he's doing, like, moves that the Young Bucks are, like... You know? Yeah, and, he, and he's not in the best shape. No, no. He does not look like a guy that should be doing flips. No, no. But and he the, does it, and it's, you know, it's crazy. I always get worried about that back in the day when they used to have those guardrails around the ring. You know, I'd always worry that one of them would get smash to... Smash their head. Or get or a neck. leg caught in one. Oh, I know. And just... <laughs> Done. That's it. Broken leg, you know, end of career there. I was always worried about that happening. Those those guardrails just, oh, they scared me. You know the story of Bret Hart in 1991 and against the match, in his match against Dino Bravo where he, like, jumps and he hits his sternum on the railing and fucking cracks his sternum in the match and oh. then continues on. Wow, I didn't know about that. Yeah. I've never heard of that one. It's a fucking, it's a good match, too. I believe it. Um, but, believe yeah, you that. can tell he's hurt. Um, then Cactus Jack hits that double arm DDT, which is we're synonymous now with John Moxley. Yeah. One, two, three. Cactus Jack wins. Dirty deeds. Yep. Or the uh, paradigm shift, as it's known now. It's a lot to say. <laughs> the yeah. paradigm shift. That's just too much to say. We go to a commercial and we come back to a recap of Cactus Jack attacking Steamboat. So they finally show that footage from Beach Blast. Um, and 
Cactus Jack is with Jim Ross, and Steamboat is the best, and I only destroy the best. <laughs> so sweet. He's going to destroy Steamboat. That's, that's a pretty cool match and probably gave Mick Foley, at the time, butterflies in his stomach. He's going to face one of his heroes. Yeah. You know? One of the best. Yeah. I mean... It's got to be tough. I mean, imagine, you know, back in those days, you got to match with Steamboat. I mean, you got to bring your uh, A-game. Yeah. You know, he was a professional. He uh, he didn't mess around. Exactly. Um, we go to a commercial, and we come back, and we get a recap of Cactus Jack. Oh, I'm sorry. Then we go to the ring, and it's Steamboat out to go against Bob Cook, and Cactus Jack joins us on commentary, and it's another long technical match. Like we said, uh, these are good wrestling matches, but they're long and sometimes unnecessary, and it's like, it took too long. Yeah, like, it gets boring. Ricky should have beat this guy, like, in a minute, yeah. you know? Like, it, it shouldn't, like, as much as we are talking about the jobber matches on wwf like some of this stuff could have been quicker or you could have put guys against better guys like weeks past on wcw saturday night we got a three on three tag team match it was ricky the dragon steamboat nikita koloff and dustin runnels going against bobby eaton larry zabisco and um stunning steve yeah that was cool yeah i believe at some point during the show jim ross is uh Talking about this is, you know, this is where we have real wrestling and this is where the, uh, you know, none of the gimmicks are around here like the other companies or the other no, territories. He, he, and he's right. He says something like that. And that, and that's where, you know, the, these matches take so long. It's just they really want to, you know, showcase their physical skills. You know, a lot of these guys don't get much, you know, opportunity in wrestling. And this is this is their chance. This is their 10, 15 minute match to really, you know, no, show I, what they got. I, and I agree. And I, I, I think Bill Watts is emphasizing that more or less because he's in control right now. And he is like, yeah, like, let's focus on the wrestling, which I don't <clears throat> mind. Um, but for, <laughs> I guess for reviewing and covering the show's sake, I'm like, holy shit, an hour and a half episode? Because yeah. I know who's going to win and I know what's going to happen. It's obvious. But at the time, watching it, or just watching it for like, uh, you know, like just, you know, just to watch it sake. Like, yes, I can see they're, they're, it's good wrestling. Yeah. It, and I'm not complaining about the wrestling at all. I'm just saying it's, I know it's predictable now. It's just a different it's, time. It's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, for me, baseball, you know, I can't sit there and watch baseball in front of the TV. It's just boring as hell. But when you're at the game, it's a lot of fun. Exactly. You know, and exactly. I feel like that's how a lot of the WCW shows were uh, back then. It was just, you know, could be a little bit of a snooze fest on TV. But uh, when you're at the show, it's 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 fun. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, <clears throat> Cactus Jack chants on Bob Cook during this match. He goes, cookie, come on, cookie, come on, <laughs> cookie. OK. All right. Uh, simmer down there, Cactus Jack. Steamboat then fires back with his martial arts because he's Asian and that's a racist gimmick. And, yeah. Uh, he, he wins with a chop to the head just out of nowhere. Just, just chops uh, the dude in the head, just fucking back arms him and one, two, three. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's all it took back but then. But the fans fucking love Ricky Steamboat right now. Yeah. I mean, he, he was such a big draw back then. I mean, you know, people wanted to see him. I mean, he was the... Uh, 
you know, example citizen, you know, had the family and the kids and, you know. Exactly. He was, oh, yeah. Uh, he was a family model. man. He never cheated on his wife ever. <laughs> Don't um, ever question him about that. Yeah. Um, anyhow, commercial and back, we go to Brad Armstrong coming out to no music. <laughs> like everybody else had music yeah. and then they're like, come on, Brad. Yeah, come on out. It's like, all right, Brad. Like the quietest <laughs> shit. <laughs> it was so weird. Uh, I feel, I feel like this match wasn't uh, meant to happen. It was just filler. It just yeah. They just, were just like, we need to get like, this hey, shit out. Get here. your ass out there and yeah. just you know, kill some time for us. He goes against Pat Rose and Scotty Flamingo though comes out on commentary. He's the WCW light heavyweight champion. You know who Scotty Flamingo uh, yeah, is. Yeah, Raven. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he is a character at the time. He's done the boy promo against uh, Johnny B. Bad and everybody. It's so weird. Like, he's got this, like, Jerry Curl hair going on. And uh, he's, like, kind of ghetto, but not. But kind of, like, preppy, but not. You know, it's yeah. like, he is 2019. Yeah, <laughs> just can't figure him out. Who yeah. is this guy? What's his deal? Um, he's gonna face Brad Armstrong at the Omni tomorrow night. So they're pumping that uh, special that'll be on WCW or TBS because they're talking about it being on TB TBS uh, Turner Station. That is, and at the time WCW was putting out so much fucking wrestling. Were you catching all of it? Do you remember what was going uh, on at the time? Like I didn't prime time. Uh, I was always more of a WWF guy, worldwide. but I definitely caught some WCW. Um, okay, you know, like I said, with my dad watching it, uh, he was a fan of both. He'd flip back and forth, and uh, you know, he'd give me a little storyline. Oh yeah, this guy used to wrestle here, and this guy used to wrestle there. Really so I, cool. Uh, yeah, you know, I got a little bit of uh, you know old school wisdom, uh, Redskins, uh, Redskins wrestling knowledge from my pops when I was a kid. But uh, Redskins and wrestling—that's <laughs> Maryland, baby. Yeah, that's Maryland. <laughs> Crab cakes and football—that's how we do it in Maryland. No, but uh, yeah, that was really cool. You know, uh, I got to learn a lot. You know, about wrestling back then with my dad and. Uh, WCW was just kind of like the B channel. It was just kind of like, you know, like every now and then you get to see it pop up. Like, oh, who's that? Like, I think I've seen him in WWF before. I don't know. Who is he? He looks different. I don't know. I can so, understand that. Yeah. It's like, like, all right. <laughs> it's like that meme that's going around now. It's like, uh, mom, can we watch wrestling? No, we have wrestling at home. And the <laughs> yeah. wrestling at home is WCW. Yeah. But it's still good. Yeah. Like, it's like now you like miss it. You're like, damn, I want to go back home. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brad Armstrong is going to go against Pat Rose here in this match, like I said. And then Scotty Flamingo and Brad Armstrong are going to go against each other in the Omni tomorrow night for the WCW Light Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Scotty talks crap about everybody that's in the Light Heavyweight division. And then he says, there's nothing they can do about it, boy. And that's his quote at the time. It's it's not quote the Raven nevermore. It's quote the boy. <laughs> It's it, so fucking funny to hear him at this time. And at, at the time when I was a kid, I didn't really know who he was or what. You know, I didn't right. really realize that until later after Raven and years later, you know, figuring out, well, wrestling with the Internet and everything. Yeah. Uh, who he was. And, you know, looking back, it's like, oh, my God, 
they did this to him. Like, really? They had him coming out here looking like a jackass? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was his decision, though. Yeah, maybe. Um, this is another long match, but side Russian leg sweep and Brad Armstrong wins. One, two, three. Good luck tomorrow, Scotty. And Scotty says, I don't need it. I don't need it. <laughs> He's pretty good. Uh, yeah. yeah. Next up is the WCW TV title match. It's Michael P.S. Hayes out to face stunning Steve Austin with Paul E. Dangerously. And there's a new version of the TV championship. I like this version of the belt. It's yeah. pretty cool. That belt always looked good, I felt like. Well, the older one was a little like, um, it was kind of like a makeshift of the big gold, but like silver. Yeah. Um, now this one looks like, I don't know, it's got like a brass thing, like three, and then they got more, you know, it's like the AEW belt in a way, yeah. but smaller. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting, but it, Stunning Steve is the champion at the, at the time. Um, it's a long match. Michael almost hits a DDT on Steve Austin, but Steve Austin wins with a stun gun. And then all of a sudden, Barry Windham comes out and he challenges stunning Steve Austin. He says, you can't beat me in five minutes. And then uh, <clears throat> Dustin Runnels, Ricky Steamboat, and Brad Armstrong all come out. They surround the ring. Bill Watts comes out. A bunch of referees come out. Bill Watts says, let him go at it. Let him go at it. And there's no ref in the ring. This is how an unsanctioned match goes. No ref. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, we just recently, the AEW match, there was an unsanctioned match where there was a ref. Yeah. I get the point of the ref for the pinfall, but, you know, or the decision. or Yeah, but yeah, you, you get my gist. Anyhow. Uh, we we then go to Bill Watts jumping on commentary, and he's like, "When two guys want to get it on and settle it, let them settle it. Let let's do this." And it's almost an impromptu lumberjack match. Yeah. Tomorrow night at the Omni, it's going to be an official match, though. It's going to be the TV title return match: Steve Austin against Barry Windham. Sweet. Um, Steve Austin recently picked up that title off Barry Windham. They've had a good feud. Um, and Bill Watts says he wants everyone to be keyed up for tomorrow night. So he means coked out, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Get your keys. No. Get your fucking key bumps in. Um, get your back bumps in. They didn't have Ico Pro in WCW. They had <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> Just the straight line shit, man. <laughs> this this episode of WCW Saturday Night is uh, sponsored by cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. Yeah. Um, this is unsanctioned. Uh, and when two guys want to settle it, let them sell it. Settle it. And it's... Um, they're going to continue to lock up in the ring. And it's a huge right from Barry Windham to stunning Steve Austin. He nails him in the head. Like he fucking just bam. Like yeah. uh, that was a great right punch. No one can throw a better punch than Barry Windham at the time. 
Um, Austin then hits a suplex on Barry Windham and covers him. And Paulie dangerously is on the, the sidelines and counts on the apron, goes one, two, and Barry kicks out. Then a huge clothesline from Barry Windham to stunning Steve Austin. And he covers him. And Dustin Runnels runs in the fucking ring. One, two, three. And all of a sudden the bell rings. Wait. I thought this was unsanctioned. Yeah, I, I, I was very confused <laughs> yeah, when that happened. I, whatever. They just wanted to get the fans to have a pop. It was awesome. Yeah. It was a good moment, though. Yeah. Like, And they just wanted to have, like, Steve Austin was such a shitty heel at this time. Like, he was like a snaky heel. Yeah. He wasn't the same Steve Austin that we know where he's, like, evil and, like, brawling all the time. This, yeah. this is the uh, snaky Steve. Yeah. You know, he's the... He's not a rattlesnake at the time. No, not yet. No, he is a, what's a black snake, maybe? A little copperhead, I don't know. Yeah, copperhead. <laughs> yeah, he's still poisonous. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, but a, a good little moment. What would you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was interesting. All that stuff was very confusing with, you know, the lumberjacks and, you know, the no ref and, you know, just didn't really know what was going on. But there were some good wrestling in there. There was definitely some good moves in there. And uh, as you said, the crowd popped. I mean, the crowd was into it. Yeah, they were at a faster pace, and it was like, it seemed like it was like, how do I, uh, in in wrestling terminology, it seemed like it was an unsanctioned wrestling match, you know? Yeah. Like, it, that's the only way to put it. It yeah. seemed, it, they they did their due diligence. They did a good job. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Yeah. Um, so then we go to a commercial and come back, and it's Paul E. Dangerously with Jim Ross, and he's screaming about, that wasn't a sanctioned match! And uh, he's spitting and slobbering. Ugh, it looks disgusting, but okay. Then we go to the Barbarian coming out to face Steve Pritchard. Pritchard with a T, not related to Bruce Pritchard, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's anyone important. Yeah. Uh, Steve Pritchard tries to fire up really quick on the Barbarian and makes a fool of himself, and he gets choked down to the mat and then chops and kicks, and then a huge big boot, one, two, three, Barbarian wins. Then we go to Jim Ross with Greg the Hammer Valentine, and he said, Greg, you had a important message to tell me. And Greg says, yeah, it's something I want to get off my chest. And uh, he can barely get his words together, but he's uh, he's shooting on Dustin Rhodes. He says, Dustin didn't even earn the name of natural. Came from his daddy. Uh, okay. And then Greg calls him a snot-nosed punk. All right. So I guess we're going to get Greg the Hammer Valentine against Dustin Rhodes. <clears throat> the old man. Yeah. Picking on the young guy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then Polly dangerously out with beautiful Bobby Eaton to go against the Z-Man, Tom Zank. All right. This is a fast-paced match, though. Yeah. Yeah. And these guys were both definitely not jobbers. No. You know, they both had uh, a little bit of, you know, street cred there at this point. That's what gives, that's what gives them the plus one point on yeah. the scale for WWF against yeah. WCW, you know? Yeah, this, this match is already good just off the break. Right, it, but it's Armbar City. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's okay. 
it still it still is a good match, like you said, and especially the finish. Bobby Eaton wins with Z-Man hitting his face on the turnbuckle after Bobby Eaton ducks out of the way, then grabs the waist and does a huge waist lock suplex and rolls him up one, two, three. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's a good way to end the match. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I never really thought uh, Bobby Eaton was actually very beautiful at all. No. I thought he was quite, kind of a funny looking dude. Right. Wow, he didn't yeah. really... Strike me as, you know, a handsome guy, you know? I guess. I mean, it's ironic then that his name is. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but I've seen some guys looking like him hanging around Dundalk. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. Good call. Uh, Jim Ross tosses to the match with Terry Bam Bam Gordy and Steve Williams, Dr. Death, going against the Steiners that we spoke about last week and earlier in this episode Terry Gordy comes out and he's a fitting to beat down the Steiners and he's probably like all gacked up and he he's at this time I know and like from books and promo shoots and everything he's on a lot of drugs at this time it's all good though oh yeah he's having a good time then we have a match and he is billed from Japan so I'm not sure how he got away with Doing all those drugs in Japan because I know they're strict there, but yeah. whatever. Uh, he's going against Larry Santo, and Larry Santo I thought had the most tan legs in the fucking world, but I realized they were just gold <laughs> leggings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were some funny looking pants he had on. I was like, why is his fucking legs so tan? And then I was like, oh shit, I look closer. Yeah, uh, don't smoke too much weed and watch wrestling. Might have been stockings, I don't know. Yeah. Um, The Oriental Twist is what Terry Bam Bam Gordy wins with, which is basically just an STF modified laying on his side, which is John Cena's finisher, which was Masahiro Chono's finisher at the time, a big move in Japan. Uh, But needless to say... Jim Ross saying Oriental, which is uh, kind of like a racist thing to say now. It is, yeah. So guess what he did this week at AEW? What he did? He said, the Orientals love to kick people in the head. (laughs) And everybody on commentary was like, well, I think every wrestler does. Yeah. Well, I got to narrow it down. (laughs) That's a slobber knocker, everybody. All right. Um, We go to a commercial and we come back and it's Jim Ross with Bill Watts. And we have this issue that we were talking about with with the WCW tag team titles, the IWGP tag team titles, the NWA tag team tournament, and the United States WCW tag team titles. There's a lot of tag team shit going on at the time. And Bill Watts is like, let's do quality over quantity. The U.S. tag team titles will be up for grabs for the entire month of July. And then after that, they'll be retired. And the last people to hold them, they're going to be the last champs. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Let's you know, make your mark in history, I suppose. <clears throat> and eventually we're going to concentrate on the world titles, and hopefully we'll get that all consolidated. So, like, sewing everything up. 
And then Dick Slater and the Barbarian come out. Uh, okay, weird combination, but sure. Dirty Dick Slater says they should wrestle the Freebirds, who were the U.S. tag team champions at the time, for the titles. Um, okay. And Bill Watts says, take it to the matchmaking committee. All right. We'll get it. All right. Yeah. Then we get Nikita Koloff out to face Tracy Smothers. Okay. Everybody loves Nikita Koloff, though, at the time. We get a quick recap of Rick Rude and Nikita Koloff's scramble from a couple weeks ago. They're gearing up to go against each other tomorrow night at the Omni for the U.S., championship that's gonna be a good match yeah oh yeah that's right? a good one hell yeah two big uh big guys like that uh you know nikita koloff wasn't actually russian right yeah, right minnesota was, guy yeah minnesota just uh, he actually changed his name yeah and yeah. he lived the gimmick for a long he time lived. i think he still is to this day it's awesome though yeah and he, that's kayfabe right there i know he lived it and he like you can hear him slipping in and out of the accent as he goes yeah. With his gimmick, but fucking kudos to him for doing it. Hey, it was very believable back then. I mean, I didn't doubt it. I didn't doubt it. I don't care. Sting. (laughs) Sting is my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He he was so, uh, yeah, not like Lana these days. It's it's obvious with her. Well, she doesn't even use the Russian accent anymore. No. Lana's just done with that. No, she just completely dropped it. Yeah. She's just being herself now. Yeah. Um, This Lithuanian, though. Picks up the victory with a sickle hitting it on Tracy Smothers. A decent match, but yeah, Nikita makes him quick. He's kind of like Goldberg before Goldberg. We go to a commercial and we come back. And tomorrow night, Arn Anderson will face Sting. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Oh, man. yeah. At yeah. the Omni. The Enforcer. Yep. Uh, Sting comes out. And some lady is like all about Sting. She's like, just. Of course. I mean, what lady wasn't at that time? And you're about eight days away uh, from facing Big Van Vader, too. So there, there's a lot of matches stacked yeah. against Sting. He's got Arn tomorrow night. And then eight days away, Big Van Vader. Vader. That's Shit. Busy Sports week. mode. WCW. That's how they do it, though. I like it. Yeah. And uh, Sting says him and all the little stingers are going to grind ever so slowly. What the fuck does that mean? I think uh, grinding had a different (laughs) meaning back then. I I don't know. I would hope. (laughs) Um, The main event, everybody, here it is. It's Rick Rude out to uh, face. Jimmy Jam Garvin. It's Rick Rude, the U.S. heavyweight champion. He's looking super stoned here because, you know, he was a big stoner back in the day. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I like his airbrushed tights that he has at the time. Those were really cool. Yeah. Ahead of his time. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Jam Garvin comes out. He didn't look too good. He looked kind of... (laughs) He's a little bit past his prime, I think. The years have gotten to him. Yeah. He may have uh, flown a little too far from the nest of the Freebirds. Yeah, yeah, he looked rough considering, like, I covered him in 1986, and he looked 
Yeah, like prime time then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah he looks like complete shit in this. Uh, this is another long one. Um, there's some huge lady in the front row harassing Medusa. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I wasn't sure what was going on there. Is that I know, thought that was part of the show for a second. Work? Then was I was like, no, but she was just harassing her. She yeah. was like about to fucking fight her. Were they in Dundalk? I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, where, was, where did this show take place? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I should do better research. I'll pipe it I'm, in. I'm pretty sure they said it at the beginning of the show. I just don't remember it. But yeah, it, it was it was weird. She was all about ready to fight Medusa. Um, Rick Rude wins with a rude awakening. And then Rude gets on the mic and says, Nikita, this belt symbolizes freedom for you. Well, come get your freedom. And Nikita Koloff gets off of commentary and he literally walks to the ring. He doesn't run to the ring. He's just like, all right, whatever. Let's do this. Gets in there and uh, I guess they're about to hook it up and we go off the air. And that's it. That's it. That was WCW that was... Saturday night. Yep. That was your extra five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was yeah, it. They're like, we got five minutes. Ah, oh, shit. It should have been 10. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what'd you think of that one? Uh, like we talked about, a lot of good wrestling in there. Um, it was a little bit of a snooze fest at some points. You know, there was just kind of just, you know, the matches just were a little longer than, you know, they should have been. But uh, overall, a lot of good star power on this show. A lot, a lot Absolutely. of good wrestlers here. Um, I wanted to note back to uh, Ron Simmons when they first, first started to show out with him coming out. He, uh, you know, he really looked like he was, you know, they made him seem like this veteran. You know, they made him look like he was this old, you know, guy that just, you know, doing commentary now. And I'm just like, wasn't he just... Wasn't he just the champ like the year before? You know? No, he he hasn't gotten the championship yet. This oh. is the push to the championship. Oh, okay. Um, he was with Doom. Oh, the okay. the prior two years. Okay. Um, him and Hacksaw Buzz. Uh, fuck, I'm blanking on the guy. Yeah, name. I'm forgetting his name too. Uh, Butch Reed. Butch Reed, that's yes. his name. Yes. Butch Reed and him teamed up to have. Doom, and then they unmasked, and then they feuded, and then Ron Simmons all of a sudden got booked as a face, and then Bill Watts came in control the last two weeks of WCW, so now we're going to get this big push of Ron Simmons becoming the champion in two months? Okay. A month or two? Because, uh, spoiler alert, everybody, Sting's going to lose to Vader. In the upcoming match in eight days after going against Arn Anderson, then Ron Simmons will beat Vader for the title. Okay. All right. Yeah. I had my timeline a little screwed up there. No, but it, it's it's the first ever black heavyweight champion yeah. ever for like Legendary. for for like uh, I guess national promotions if you will yeah i know they used to have like negro world champions or like uh like they would give them certain other titles or u.s titles or anything like that yeah. but but this is significant yeah. for for everybody the yeah. kid going crazy in the front row is like 
something timeless. Oh yeah, know? absolutely. Like, and all the other wrestlers the coming out and celebrating yeah. with them and stuff. It's a it great, was, it's a great moment. It was a great wrestling moment. And we're going to lead up to that on marking out the days here on Weekend Warriors, and that's mainly kind of why I wanted to uh, show this and do this show as well. Like you and I kind of covered, and Dave and I have talked about it too in the pop culture stuff. Um, African American. Culture is becoming more pop culture, yeah. if you will, mainstream. Absolutely, for us all. And yeah, yeah. Definitely liked watching some uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air back then. Yeah, that the was... swirl was real, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a good time. Um, and Clinton was in office. Yeah, you know, we had a Democrat in the House that smokes weed. You know, so <laughs> he he might or might have not <laughs> inhaled. Yeah. You don't know. We don't know that yet. But somebody else swallowed later down the road. Um, we'll get into that years later in 1998 with Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, I had a good time. Thanks for coming coming on the show. Yeah, man. absolutely. I, I, I had really... a great time. This is awesome. I mean, you know, uh, sometimes I watch YouTube videos of, you know, all this old classic rusting stuff, and I'm just, like, talking to myself about this stuff. And I'm like, who... I should talk about this with somebody. Yeah. I should really do this. And it's yeah, it's, it's been fun. Yeah, definitely. Come on. You're welcome anytime. And uh, absolutely had a blast. And that's what we do here. Um, we mark out the days and we have a have a, a positive outlook on our nostalgia rather yeah. than being sad. Absolutely. Wrestling makes it better and saturdays are for wrestling so thanks everybody for joining us as always you can find us on facebook by searching retromania with a w that's w-r-e-t-r-o-m-a-n-i-a or on twitter at retromania pod or writing to us at retromania podcast at gmail.com and for Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, I'm Kobe Nida, and this has been Ray. The King. Nobody fucks with you, <laughs> King Raymond. Thank you for joining me. Everybody will catch you next week. <laughs>